Get ready to be encouraged and equipped for the authentic life of victory God has prepared for you. Welcome to Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez. Amy is a devoted wife and mother with a passion for Jesus and a heart for those with shattered lives. She's an inspirational speaker, author, and teacher who humbly bears the scars of a broken life to reveal the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. Amy's desire is for you to walk in wholeness and live in victory. Now, here's Amy Elaine Martinez. Thanks for joining me for Real Victory Radio today. I'm your host, Amy Elaine Martinez, and I'm so glad that you're here today with me for the show. Today is going to be a topic that we are going to discuss that may be a little bit hard for me to talk about. It's a place that I am really experiencing right now. And today we're going to talk about praying for your prodigal. In John 13, 7, Jesus said, you don't understand what I am doing right now, but someday you will. And that is exactly where I'm at right now, you guys. I really don't understand what he's doing, what's going on, but I know that he is in it and that someday I will understand. We can't always know what God is up to, but because of his character, we can know that he's up to something good, really, really good on our part. He loves our kids more than we do. Our part is to have faith, to stand in faith. What is faith? The Bible tells us in Hebrews 1, I'm sorry, 11, 1 in the Good News translation, to have faith is to be sure of the things we hope for, to be certain of the things that we cannot see. That is exactly what we're talking about. When we cannot see his hand, we can trust him. Another verse that tells us about faith is James 4, 3. And I love this verse because it says that when our faith is tested, it stirs up power within us to endure all things. We can endure the prodigal season with our kids. And even if you're not a prodigal, a mom of a prodigal, a parent of a prodigal, I want you to stay tuned because it is so very likely that you have at least one friend who is experiencing this right now, and they need you. They need you to link arms with them and pray with them and be with them in this season because it is a hard season, y'all. It is a hard season, but we can make a difference. We have to have faith and pray hard if we want to see change in our kids' lives. I am an authority on this. Ask me why. <laughs> I am an authority on this because not only have I been a praying mom of a prodigal, but because I was a prodigal. I am a prodigal who has come back, who has returned. Proverbs 22, 6 says, teach your children in the way they should go and they will return to it. I did. I've seen this in my life with my sister. Um, she has come back to the Lord in a time in her life. And it is such a beautiful thing to see. So I know that this works. I know that if we will stay true to being a praying parent, that we will see results. Maybe not right away, but they will come. Like the woman who loved much because she was forgiven much, it was a radical encounter with Jesus that brought me back to him and back to relationship with him. I was in the pit of my own sin when that happened. And he brought me back. Not when I was all cleaned up and ready, but in the middle of my mess. And I think that's the place where we need to meet our kids, in the middle of their messes, in the middle of the yuck that is going on. Thankfully, God never stops pursuing us. He is so good. He is so 
faithful, even when we are not faithful, he continues to pursue us. I can remember times when I was so heartbroken, but I wasn't quite heartbroken enough to make the change that was needed. This is the place where we can make a difference for our kids. They may not be ready to change, but it is in them. I promise you, if they are a prodigal, it's because they've known him. You can't be a prodigal if you have not known him. Our kids who have come to know him in a young age are his. They are marked for eternity by him. But this world, this world is hard. And it wasn't religion that brought me back to a relationship with Jesus. It was where I saw God and saw Jesus see my sin and love me still. That is a beautiful place, and it's something that we can do for our kids. We can see them in their sin and love them anyway and love them well. We need more than a fix-it Jesus prayer. We've got to press in to a deeper level with the Lord and pray for their deliverance, their transformation, and an encounter with Jesus. That's what they need. So here's why I say... Praying for our kids to lose their religion may just be the most powerful and effective prayer we can pray. I'll repeat that. Praying for our prodigals to lose their religion may be the exact prayer that works. I know that's kind of a shock and awe kind of statement, but hear me out. There's just nothing like Jesus. Jesus is what they need, a relationship, not religion. Believe me, they are not interested in rules when they are sitting in the pit of their rebellion. They don't want a list of rules. They want a relationship with Jesus. They want to know that they are seen and known and still loved. One encounter with God brings the breakthrough that we long for in our kids' lives. We have to continue to speak truth and love well all the while while they are in their mess. Do you guys remember the story of the woman at the well from John 4? It is an an excellent example of how we can speak truth and love well at the same time. When Jesus encounters this woman at the well, she walks away completely changed. Isn't that what we want for our kids? I know it's what I want for my kid. As a parent, we want behavior to change. We want our kids' behavior to change because we want them to do what we know is going to be best for them. But really, that's not reality. Jesus knew that the only thing that was going to help this woman was a heart change. A heart change would change this woman's behavior. He didn't condemn her. He didn't nag her about her sin. He didn't preach to her. He didn't even ask her to change before she came. He just offered a loving relationship to her, one where she was seen and where she was known. And that will be the most effective tool for us. The key to behavior change, which is what we want, is a heart change. And when we can shepherd their hearts, they will make the changes that we so long to see. Our responsibility is to pray because there is no one else who is going to pray for your kid like you. 
Nobody else but Jesus loves them as much as you. And we have to be praying parents. If we want to see the changes, we have to be praying parents. It's our duty. It's our job. And y'all, I've been completely (laughs) guilty of this where weeks go by and I think I have not even prayed for him. Sometimes we get to that place where we're just so sad and so broken and so hurting for them that we don't lift up our prayers. And sometimes we count on the Sunday school teacher or the, the coach or somebody else to pray for them. But it's really our privilege to pray for them. You also want to invite people in to pray with you. So do that too. But more than anything, we have to be praying parents ourselves. We can strip the lies and the false teaching that they may have come to believe through prayer. We can pray scripture over them instead of praying what we want. We can pray scripture and then we know it's aligned with what God wants. We want them to have their own relationship with Jesus instead of just our belief system. It has to be theirs. And when they come to own it, when they grab hold of it with both hands and hold on tight and don't let go, that is the place that the heart change is going to come. That is the place where they are going to long for him. Jesus knows that if we are in relationship with him, that we will want to please him. That's where we want our kids. And he knew that for the woman at the well. He knew that he didn't have to call out her sin and preach to her about it. He just spoke the truth in love. He said, hey, I know what you're doing. And I know what you've done, but I love you anyway. And that's what we can do with our kids. So here's some keys for surviving the prodigal years. And yes, I did say years. I have been in this season for, I was counting them up today. And it's been, I would say maybe almost in between six and eight years of where I think I realized I was in a prodigal season with my kids And knowing that they needed me to come alongside and pray them through these times. One of the things that I did, one of the keys was that I found someone who witnessed their salvation experience. This just happened to be a pastor at the, a kid's pastor at our church where the kids grew up. And I call on her and I say, Sylvia, will you please remind me, tell me that story again. Remind my heart to believe what you saw. I wasn't there, you guys. I didn't get to see my kid get saved, but you know what? It happened. I know it happened. And I have a friend who was there and she can tell me that story and stir up the hope that I need in my heart. So do that for other people. And if you don't have somebody, ask God to remind you of that time, that conversation when they came home from kids camp or whatever. And They told you about their experience where they accepted Jesus Christ as their personal savior. We call them prodigals because they have known him. They have been in a relationship with him, but this world is hard. And sometimes they walk away. Also recount the times that God has shown up in their lives, whether it was through a broken arm or a just a time when they had a a hurt in their life and God showed up and spoke to them. Remind yourself of those times. 
And then if you need to remind yourself of times when God's shown up for you, because when we recount his goodness, it stirs up our faith and we have to have faith to walk through this. We have to hang on to hope. We can pray scriptures as promises and we can always believe in Isaiah 43, 18 and 19 that says, do uh, what does it say? It says, Oh my goodness, it's my life first. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness. God, that may not have been exactly correct, but it's a good version. And I love that one. My mom gave it to me when I was in college and I have hung on to it for years. We can pray and know that God is making a way in the wilderness, in the dry place for them, that he will show up. Like I've said, it is hard for our kids to stay focused on the Lord. And we can help them. We can pray over them that they would see the new thing that God is doing in their lives. Jeremiah 29, 11 says that he has a future and a hope for them. And we can believe that. We can hang on to that when we need to. We can stay focused on the future by uh, talking to ourselves, to keep ourselves motivated. One of the scriptures that I do that with is Philippians 3, 12 through 14 in the Passion Translation. It says, I admit that I have not yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing, but I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. Fasten your heart to the future instead. Quit looking at what's happened in the past and going over all the things that have gone wrong. Look to the future because that is where God is. That is where God wants to take your kid and it's where he wants to take you too. That verse continues to say, I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. So let all who are fully mature have this same passion. And if anyone is not yet gripped by these desires, that would be our kids. They don't have a heart to desire to please him yet, but we want them to. The word says God will reveal it to him, them. And let us all advance together to reach this victory prize, following one path with one passion. When we fix our eyes on Jesus and we keep running towards him, our kids will see that and they get to watch us do the thing. And I promise you that at some point it will speak truth and life over them. Another key strategy is to lay down our own will because God's not going to do it our way. He never does. He never does it exactly like we think or the way that we have planned there. His ways are higher than ours. I'm reminded of a story uh, in Job 42, three, the Bible says, then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do anything and no one can stop you. You asked, who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorance? It is I, and I was talking about things that I knew nothing about, things far too wonderful for me. You said, listen, and I will speak. 
I have some questions for you and you must answer them. I had only heard about you before, but now I have seen you with my own eyes. I take back everything I said and I sit in dust and ashes to show my repentance. Job 42, 1 through 6 in the New Living Translation. And what I want you guys to see in that scripture is that Job is acknowledging that his ways are not the Lord's, that God has higher ways. That whole um, book of Job really shows us the sovereignty of God. And if we will remember that he has a plan, he has a future and a hope, that our way is not his way. And if we will trust in those ways, this prodigal season that you're walking through today will be at least somewhat easier. He will lift the burdens that you have and he will carry you through this time. Recently, I was driving behind my prodigal in the car, and we were driving all of his things to the house that he was going to live in. And it was super foggy on the road. And I remember thinking, God, I can't see him. I can't see him up ahead. And I really believe that the Lord spoke to me in the very natural way, the things that I was seeing right before me to prepare me for some things that were coming that I didn't know. And I tell you this story about the fog because there are going to be times when we can't see our kids literally, and we're not going to know what's going on with them. There have been nights when I have not actually known where my prodigal was sleeping. And that's hard, you guys. That is a hard time to walk through. But what the Lord showed me that day is that I couldn't see him. It was foggy. It was blurry. I didn't have clarity. But God knew where he was that whole time. He was up ahead. So keep that in mind and just know that God's got his eye on your kid. He loves them more than we do, and we can trust him. So what can we do? How can we pray? Romans 12, 12 says, do not conform to this world any longer, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you will be able to know the good, perfect will of God. If we want our kids to not conform to the image of this world any longer, we need to pray for the renewing of their mind, just like it says in Romans 12, 12. Some other things that we can pray, we can pray that the things of this world would just make them sick, that they would be repulsed by the things that are going on. It's okay to pray that. Consequences would be swift so that they will learn fast. That's a hard one to pray. God, I just release them to you and let them, you know, let the, the chips fall where they do because of their behavior. Their consequences will come and we pray for them to come swiftly so that they learn these lessons fast. We can pray for the Holy Spirit to convict them, just to prick their hearts for change. Not that they would feel the condemnation and the the guilt and the shame, because that never produces lasting shame. When they get to a place where they really see what's going on in their lives as hurtful to them and maybe hurtful to God, they will begin to want to change. We can pray to remind them. We can ask the Holy Spirit to remind them of the feeling and the experience that they experienced when they first came to know God. I can remember singing hymns when I was in the pit of my sin, sitting on a back porch and not knowing how it was all going to work out. But 
in those times, the memories of childhood experiences came back to me and old hymns would come in my mind. And even though I can't sing very well, I would sing my heart out out there and just connect with God. Even though I wasn't ready to really be back in relationship with him, there was still a connection. I was getting the peace that I so longed for. So pray for them to remember. I'm going to share another version of the Romans 12, 1 through 2, because I think the scripture is so important for us to really get our hands around. We can pray this over ourselves. We can pray it over our kids. We can pray it over our friends' kids. Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God, to be his sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. Romans 12, 1 through 2, the Passion Translation. I hope that today has inspired you to pray big and mighty prayers over your kids' lives, over the friends, kids that you see who are not walking with the Lord today. There is so much hope for them, and I want to encourage you to hang on to that hope. Cry out to Jesus on their behalf. Come alongside and link arms with other moms and dads who need you during this time because praying for your prodigal is one of the most difficult things, but it can also be really rewarding. Has this show or its guest inspired you in some way? We would love to know how Real Victory Radio has become part of your story. You can email me at amyelaine at amyelaine.com. Please remember, Real Victory Radio is a listener-supported radio ministry. We can't do this without your help. Go to amyelaine.com to learn more about how you can partner with us in the Victory Movement to help us keep Real Victory Radio on the air. You can partner with us by giving a monthly gift or a one-time gift. It's all done through PayPal. There's a donation button on my Facebook page on my website as well where you can catch up on any shows you've missed. You can read more inspirational blogs about Victorious Living, and it's all on amyelaine.com, A-M-Y-E-L-A-I-N-E.com. Today's show was sponsored by Sonic Inspection Corporation, a non-invasive commercial fire sprinkler inspection company delivering advanced code-compliant inspection services for all your commercial facilities. You can learn more about Sonic Inspection Corporation by calling 303-308-3000 or by visiting www.sonicinspection.com. Thank you for making Real Victory part of your day today. I want to pray for us right now. I've joined a club I didn't intend to be in. Instead of being a mother of preschoolers and mops, I'm a mother of a prodigal. And I want to pray for you today to endure during this season. God, when we don't understand what's going on, I pray that you would show up and reveal yourselves to us. I pray that you would help us to see you and know that we are seen. 
Lord, I pray that you would give us the faith, that you would stir it up inside of us, that we would be able to pray for our kids and pray with a living hope that you will show up, that you will bring them back to you. Lord, I pray for the prodigals, the moms of prodigals and their prodigals today, that you would show up, that you would be big, that you would meet them in the middle of their messes. And Lord, as parents, would you help us to love well, to speak the truth continuously over their lives, but to love them well right where they're at. God, you are bigger than anything out there that is vying for our kids' attention. I pray in Jesus' name that there would be victory in the lives of these kids and these families. I know you've done it. I've watched you do amazing things in our life. So I ask you to do that. I ask you to stir up the faith that we need to pray our kids through these prodigal years. In your name, I pray. Amen. Guys, thanks for joining me today for Real Victory Radio. I hope that you were inspired to get real and equipped to live an authentic life of real victory. We hope you were encouraged and equipped by today's episode of Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez. Please go to amyelaine.com to find out how to receive Amy's resources, including her book, Becoming a Victory Girl. You can also listen to podcasts and see where Amy will be speaking. Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. They depend on your prayers and donations. Please go to amyelaine.com for ways you can partner with Amy in reaching listeners with the power to walk in wholeness and live in victory. Please tune in again next Saturday at 6 a.m. and 4 p.m. for Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez.